Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity with your hosts, Mike Borkfeld and Greg Cerventi. Hey Mike, how you doing? Hey. Oh, hey. How are you? Good. Long time no speak. <laughs> it has been a long time. What have you been up to? So long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just drinking coffee, hanging out. Oh, yeah. The cool. Regular. Cool. Bit of that. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> hello everybody um, Hi We are uh, Greg and Mike, I'm Mike, this is Greg, hi Greg Hey Mike uh, If you're listening to this you're probably familiar with the uh, podcast we do Which is called Verging on Greatness um, And if you've been listening for a while then you'll know that at the end of the year uh, We like to do a little, a little wrap up of... Um, just some just some interesting stuff that we want to talk about that doesn't necessarily fit the format of the podcast, but interesting stuff that we have um, uh, we've uh, watched over the over the course of the year. Not necessarily made in this year. Um, we might be might be catching up on something uh, that's that's been around a little while, but just yeah, just just share what what else we've been into and and a bit of our thoughts. If you're if you like a this. top five, if you will, a top yeah, five, yeah, a bit of a top five, top five for twenty twenty two. Of things that were new to us in twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, so we got a bit of a list, and I'll be I'll be keeping time um, and trying to prevent Craig from uh, waffling <laughs> too long. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> probably the knives fine. are out early. I, <laughs> Um, do you, Craig? Do you want to go? Do you want to go go first? We'll do an alternating. We'll do an alternating job. All right. Um, All so right. Um, gonna, so, so just up. to be clear, just to be clear, uh, this is uh, film and television. Uh, things that are new to us in 2022. Not that it came out in 2022. Um, I don't want to hear any complaints that, like, hey, that came out in 2019. Uh, but it just has to be that we saw it in 2022. Now that we've got that clear. Uh, the first thing uh, I saw this year um, that I thought was was pretty good was uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay. Um, uh, movie Michelle Yeoh, um, uh, Ki Ki Kwan, JB Lee Curtis, um, just an excellent, excellent um, multiverse style story uh, by a. I think they're relatively. Um, they're relatively new to the game, Dan Kwan and uh, Daniel um, Scheinert, um, but uh, it's a it's a fantastic story about um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, it's got action, romance, uh, the multiverse, um, fate, destiny, everything. It's 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 phenomenal. It's um it's a really good film. Um, it's it's um. Oh, I don't know how else to describe it. There's there's elements of like good old fashioned kung fu movie in there. Um, gosh, it, it's it's got it all. It really does the um, if you've seen Spider Man into the multiverse, it's that but um, live action and um, multiple versions of of yourself across different universes and uh, you know, all of that. Michelle Yeoh is is fantastic. Is that an is that an Oscar pick or more of a crowd pleaser? Type I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Buster. Yeah. Um, it's definitely on everyone's best of lists for 2022. Um, it is a hot odds-on favorite for um, Oscar, Oscar noms come right. Feb next year. Right. So yeah, it's a it's a, a fantastic film. Um, highly recommend. Cool. There you go, Mike. Under three minutes. I, there yeah, you go. I, 
You're making me feel... Don't know what to do with yourself now. Feel, um, it's got a fantastic to return to... I feel bad. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, I don't know um, if you're familiar with him, uh, uh, K-Hu Kwan. Um, he's he he plays the the um, the child sidekick from the Indiana Jones movie, uh, Short Round. Oh, um, yeah. And he's Data in the Goonies. Um, and he he basically returns as an adult actor, being unable to get jobs. Uh, as soon as he was no longer a cute kid, he he goes on to become a, a stunt performer and stunt coordinator. Um, but uh, this is a return for him, um, and long long may his return be here. Uh, he's phenomenal he's 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 very good fun. Really? and uh jamie lee curtis is 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 lo- loads of fun as well oh. she she plays kind of the villain yeah so always um, always yeah. wonderful jamie lee curtis yeah what a treasure what a treasure so, yeah. hey you mentioned um mm. you mentioned into the spider-verse and i'll um jump off uh that and onto my onto what a nice segue onto my first pick um which uh, is a movie that i watched i actually watched it I did cast my mind back a bit, but I watched this last summer, um, which being because I live in New Zealand and the Southern Hemisphere, it's, it's summer now. Um, so it's, it's about a year ago that I watched this. I watched this on the summer holidays, but it's The Mitchells versus The Machines. Oh, yes. Um, which is a, a Netflix movie. It was recommended to me and I, ch- I checked it out in, in January last year, uh, January this year. Sorry, but it um, might, be, might be last year by the time you're listening to this. Um, but look, it's yeah. I'd, I'd never seen a movie quite like it before, and I haven't. I haven't watched. I've ref, I've referred to Spider Verse because did you say it's the same? It's the same makers you were saying before. Before we started. Uh, yeah, movie? Phil Lord, Chris Miller. Yeah. Well, they produced. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it does some yeah. It does some really really interesting out there things with um, merging. So the main character. I might have talked about this before before actually when we were talking about another movie um because it's the 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 family format is a little bit derivative but there's a a a daughter in the movie whose dad doesn't understand her um blah 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 but the the interesting thing about her is that she's so she's she wants to be a filmmaker and her all of her like the, the the her real life is all blended with her movie making and it's this really kind of amateur amateur movie making but done digitally where the what is what is possible to do uh, for for relatively you know tiny amounts of money and expertise is incredible you're only limited by your imagination and so it does a really it does a really interesting thing of um yeah m- mixing her scenes and m- making her scenes that she is in look like a movie that she has made so okay. it blurs the <clears throat> blurs the movie making excuse me blurs blurs the movie making so that there are there are scenes where it's movies that she's actually made but then there are scenes that it's just about her but they they have these kind of um movie making distinct elements, styles elements right. over the top um okay it's 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 a great it's a great story it's um yeah uh, good humored um funny funny family dynamic um kind of kind of family road family road trip save the world movie um but yeah really really well put together um and yeah recommend it well okay excellent i haven't seen it i i know of it and the 
Phil Lord and Chris Miller are obviously very, very talented in their own right. What, did, what else did you say they did? They did um, Into the Spider-Verse, uh, and they also have done the Lego movies. Lego, so they're, right. they're most, yeah. Right. And rather famously, they got they got fired from um, Disney's Han Solo Star really? Wars adaptation. Yeah. Uh, because they, they weren't, depending on who you want to believe, um, they they weren't sticking to the script or they were they were improvising too much but regardless they were um they were uh, uh they were removed and replaced by you know uh ron howard mm, right I'm, I'm not a huge fan of ron howard myself but how, but, how dare yeah. you how dare i apollo 13 one of the greatest films ever made yeah i'm not a huge fan of ron howard <laughs> <laughs> i just i find i find him to be a bit bit um Method- a bit too methodical like it's yeah. it's paint by the numbers for him and like yeah, anyway uh, this isn't why craig doesn't like ron howard but anyway <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that we'll do that. Um, we'll do that next time we'll do that next time uh okay well um my second pick would be uh maverick the top gun sequel which was oh, sure. uh an, an absolute surprise uh that it was as good as it was um i mean we shouldn't be surprised at this point um the only thing tom cruise has yet to master is space and i'm pretty sure that's next up on the agenda is sending tom cruise to space um uh, he's genuinely flying that plane at points uh and this is a an incredibly tightly wound uh absolute thrill ride of a film um real old hollywood stuff but with fighter jets um and if this didn't cause a run on people wanting to join uh, the Navy flying program again, like the original film did, then I don't know what's going to get people to enlist in the Army, yeah. Navy, or Marine Corps, or whatever, whatever's going in the States. But uh, this, this was um, <clears throat> an absolute delight of a film. So I uh, just I haven't seen this. I actually, I turned my nose up at this. My wife said she wanted to go. Um, and rather than try and organise babysitters that t- and go together, I thought no, let's we'll save the date night for a later night. Um, you go, you go and watch it. I I thought I don't need to see, I don't need to see Tom Cruise rehashing the eighties. Um, I, I brushed it off, but she's raved about it. Everybody it's, I've heard talk about it has raved about it, and now I'm now um, I'm regretting my regretting my humble. Despite itself it's it's phenomenal yeah, yeah. It, like it's on paper this is nothing but a blatant cash grab yeah uh it's 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 an aging tom cruise who still looks great for a man in his mid late 50s um it's it's a nostalgia product because top gun has been one of those nostalgia 80 films uh since basically the day it came out it hits all of the same from a from a from a story point of view it hits all of the same notes that the first film does like there's the there's the mentors uh he he he's now plays the part of the mentor um and he's got a a a group of you know young young pilots who are you know all all of them are mavericks but he's he's still the og maverick Mm. um uh it's got a a storyline uh yeah i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it um it only came out this year um it's been a year so uh you know i'll forgive you if you hadn't seen it yet um but yeah this this is phenomenal and and i dare i say this will be a um 
this will be a hot contender at the Oscars as well. Good lord, um, really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you'll see a lot of technical awards for this one. Possibly some, um, possibly a best picture nomination. Mm. Um, I I think I think this is a a phenomenal film, um, and it is a film that you should see in cinemas if you get the opportunity. It it, it really does pop. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going to have to find a way to find a way to arrange. Yeah, it. yeah. Find find a way to watch this uh, in the in the in the uh, Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it's it is it is legit good. It is despite itself a, a very good film. Hey, I'm, oh man, you've just given me another great segue um, to my my second pick, which also oh go on then on on paper. Oh, it's it doesn't sound great. Um, but um, so I'm going to switch to TV. We've talked about movies so far. I'll switch to TV and um talk about arcane i've probably mentioned this on the podcast before but i watched arcane you have earlier this year um so it's a tv series it's it's one season long um it's based on um a computer game league of legends um and it's a a, a steampunk um dystopian fantasy world um it just every time i try and describe it it sounds worse um, but it's it's incredible. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I just as soon as I finished it, I wanted to watch it again. Um, the 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 visual style um, is is bonkers. It is so 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 elaborate, so detailed. Every every shot, every it has has intricacies in, in the far off corners um, that you you would never possibly be able to. You know, it would, you would have to watch it twenty times, um, and you still wouldn't pick out all of the, all of the the, de- the minute details in these, and in, in the cinematography of of Arcane. It's animated, um, right? And uh, I mean, the story's um, uh, you know the story's uh, bog standard enough. There's you know uh, it's a city. There's an upper class and a lower class. Um, the upper class are mostly concerned with keeping the lower classes down. Um, so just like real life, then. Mike. Yeah, but there are so there are these and there are these these new technologies that are steampunk type fantasy technologies, but they are, you know, the the inventor wants to use them for good, but there are people who want to use them to make weapons. And there's so there's a, you know there's a grand there's grand politics at play, but then there are little interpersonal stories, and there are people from uh, the above world and the below world having to work together and team up and there are um, you know cr- there's a, there are criminal crim- war and criminal factions um, uh, it's 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 wonderful it's got it's got so 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 much going for it um, all of the performances are fantastic um, characters are all uh, well well realized uh, interesting well-rounded um uh, I, I can't I, ca- I can't say enough good things about arcane well i mean and that's on netflix so it's, it's on, really it's no excuse netflix. for anyone to not watch it i think it's only about nine episodes it's pretty short i believe there's a second season coming out but i think i read that it took them something like six years to make it because the the art the art is so intricate and so right. um, time-consuming to make. I don't think the second season will be coming around anytime. And so, based on a video game, and so it's, yeah, it's based on it's based on the League of Legends video game, which I know nothing about. Um, I was going to say, like, I know it only as like 
um, you know, LOL, and it's one of the most popular uh, competitive um, games on uh, around today. It might still be, um, but I've ne- I've never played I've never played uh, a second of it. Yeah, so I've yeah I've never yeah. played it. I know nothing about the the game, and I've I've found the show completely engaging and enthralling you do not need to be a fan of the game or know any know the first thing about the game to to enjoy the enjoy the show well there you go yeah uh well uh that's not a a neat segue into my next pick which is uh a another film um i I feel like i'm I'm winning the sig the sig you you are winning the segue game the sig war the seg war yeah there's probably something in that. Um, no, my my uh, my third pick, my my third um, best film of the year was uh, the Batman, uh, yet another Batman. So um, uh, Matt Reeves' um, uh, Batman uh, couldn't be any more grim and gritty if it tried. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you come away feeling like you need to wash your clothes. Um, it's 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 this kind of oh I don't know how to describe it other than it's grim and gritty, but. Um, uh, yeah, as Batman movies come and go, as movies come and go, this was phenomenal. Um, uh, absolutely uh, tour de force performance from everybody involved. Uh, the score itself, I think, will probably pick up best original score. Um, it's got quite possibly the best Batman car chase ever. Um, it's uh, uh, it's just a it's just a fantastic film. Um, so so excited to see more of robert pattinson as batman yeah. um i don't know i don't know how um they're going to uh, square this batman with uh if you didn't know the the dc extended universe the cinematic universe uh has just has just come under the control of uh oh his name immediately escapes me but he's responsible for guardians of the galaxy um, and the the latest Suicide Squad at uh, DC, um, but he's he's Gunn? been put in charge. James Gunn. Yeah, it's James Gunn. So James Gunn's been put in charge of the DC Extended Cinema Universe, whatever that's DCEU. Um, I'm gonna point out, I didn't even Google that. Just oh, well played, well yeah, played. That's off um, the that's off the dome. That's that's the level. That's of off the top of your dome. That's the, that's the level you of go. professionalism that we're bringing in this podcast. <laughs> But James Gunn has just been put in charge of, of the DC uh, film universe, and uh, he's scrapped a lot of projects uh, that were kind of in the early stages of development, and he's going to be responsible for moving moving the DC universe forward, the cinematic universe forward, and uh, I, I don't know how this film squares with, with the rest of that, but um, uh, I'm excited to see more of this Batman in... Um, in cinema it was uh it was excellent the the batmobile is so great uh, it's just this muscle car uh, it's got a, an air of realism to the whole thing at no point do you feel like batman is superhuman um he's just a guy with body armor who, who clearly spends a bit too much time in the gym uh doing krav maga uh so um yeah it, it's it's really excellent Didn't we, um, haven't we done enough gritty batman i i with every i mean that's the joke right with every new batman we get it gets more grim and more gritty and uh this this one's no exception i have no idea how they'll do another one um we've got so much frank miller batman now on the screen that even frank miller would shy away from how grim and gritty the batman has gotten um 
I don't know. I, I I don't think um I don't think we need I don't think we need like any more sixties Batman, some Adam West Batman. Um but <laughs> No. No, the world <laughs> but, the world doesn't need more camp. Camp Batman. Yeah, I, Camp Batman. Um I don't know. I, this it on on the surface, on paper, this shouldn't have worked as well as it did. Um, but it does. It, yeah. it plays it so straight. It plays it so. Um, it plays it so real. At no point is anyone winking at the camera. At no point is there um, any. There's just no nowhere for this to to feel any more grounded than it does. Um, yeah, and I guess I, that's, no, what, that's what the audience wants, right? The audience. That's they, what the audience wants. The, they want a world where Batman they exists. The Nolan. So give them more. Give them more Nolan. Give them more of what they want, gritty, which is you, more you get, Nolan, yeah. more grim, more gritty. Yo, I heard you like gritty Batman. I got gritty. Yo, gritty, <laughs> gritty Batman with some gritty Batman. So I got you gritty, gritty Batman. So you can gritty Batman and you're a gritty Batman. So yeah. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> Yo, dog. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently he has a writer and his in his contracts that he won't answer questions about uh exhibit won't answer questions about um pimp your ride when he's doing media because yeah. he like clearly he wants to be known as a rapper and not that guy going yo dog <laughs> not a meme <laughs> not a meme <laughs> hey um uh so my third one i'll uh, just talk a little bit i so i finished um i think this has been finished for a few years but this year i've finished bojack horseman um oh yeah I, okay yeah i've seen that yeah i really i really got into that i really enjoyed it um uh my um so the, the reason i was able to watch arcane is because i finished bojack horseman um and these are things that like uh my wife and i have similar tastes in a lot of ways but a lot of animated stuff she is not that into um so these are bojack, and my wife neither bojack horseman. yeah I'm trying to get my wife to watch anything yeah. animated is, is is hard so bojack horseman and arcane both of those I, I, I needed to watch on my own time and you know when we've got we've got two kids my own time is is, is not that common um so it took a while <laughs> it took a while to get through bojack horseman arcane like i said is only nine episodes it's pretty short uh bojack took a while um but yeah i i it was worth going all the way through i thought it was um, pretty solid from start to finish i think it lasted like six seasons um and i guess when you watch it in a when you watch it in a chunk you're not you don't have that downtime waiting for the next season um so you mm. don't necessarily notice uh changes from one season to the next other than characters become more or less prominent um mm. based on where they wanted the arc for that season to go um but i thought it was yeah solid start to finish I, I thought it never gave up on what it was originally about it was going to be um uh you know uh, a show uh, like visually silly and with a lot of silly humor um but that also also got properly real um and and um you know it tackles some it tackles some big issues it sounds cliche to say tackles some big issues but it actually tackles some big issues in a in a in a genuine big way without diminishing them or Mm. trying to trying to wrap them up in a tidy 22 minutes it it, so it it almost when you say tackles the big issues it, it almost makes it sound like it's like something that it tries to explain the issues where it doesn't it's 
So it does, I wouldn't say tackles. It just raises big issues. Yeah. I, th- I think the storyline I remember the most is when he, uh, the character Bojack, uh, sleeps with his ex's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a real moment. <laughs> yeah. They... Oh, yeah. He's about to. And then... Uh, I forget what happens now. Does he... Does he choose not to? No, I think he does. Like that's the point. The character is pretty miserable, and um, that it's it's not it's not it's not uh, a non consent thing or anything like that. The they make a pretty big point of the character pointing out in context that you know she's of consenting age, and this is something that she mm. wants, and um, and and he has this moral dilemma because I think he's trying to be a better person, mm. um, and I, I think he fails at being a better person. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah. but that's um, uh, I think there's a lot of you know redemption arc in that show and a lot of like learning to be a bigger person and learning to be an adult yeah. and learning to make decisions that aren't selfish and um, I think that's a, I think it's an excellent I've seen it myself um, I saw it a few years back I, I think I don't think I've seen all of it I think I've seen up to season four or season five um, but uh, yeah it's excellent it's it's genuinely good a genuinely good show okay what else you got well my last two are tv and um if you if you could see my notes in front of me audience uh, you'd see that i had like four films on my movies of the year list uh and i <laughs> had about about 20 tv shows so clearly i've watched a lot more good tv having said which i only managed to i managed to get three films in there because i was trying to stick with the format of the show um but uh this year i watched um the i think it's the third season of american crime story which is an anthology show that tackles a famous crime or incident so they've previously done the murder of versace and they did the uh, the uh, O.J. Simpson trial, uh, but the third season is called Impeachment. It's the mm. impeachment of Bill Clinton and the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Okay. Um, and um, just generally, uh, the story it, it does a it does a really neat thing of where it it places uh, places the uh, I, I guess you could say the Republican arm as both protagonist and antagonist. And Melanie Lewinsky is portrayed realistically melanie melanie lewinsky is one of the producers so ah melanie monica lewinsky i'm thinking of melanie who is a a, cute melanie linsky who is a kiwi actress um monica lewinsky um she uh she is both she is one of the producers on the show um so it definitely takes a sympathetic view to her um and uh it's part of the story you don't get a lot you get a lot of the bill clinton side of the story and 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 all of the finagling he did and it does portray him as both victim and abuser he is um an immensely charming man uh who um uses uses his position and power to manipulate those around him uh so it doesn't paint a particularly flattering light of him which is which is good but it really it it also doesn't paint a particularly flattering portrait of anybody involved in this um nevertheless uh what a fantastic show uh and i have to give a big shout out to the actor fred bellamed who's his character actor and he plays the lawyer uh ginsburg who is mm. um the, the the melanie lewinsky uh monica lewinsky 
um, family friend slash lawyer who gets involved. Um, uh, when he turns up, there's a, a whole episode where the FBI have uh, detained her for questioning, but they've kind of lied to her about uh, her free, her ability to leave. She hasn't been charged with anything. They just want to question her. Um, and she is under no obligation to answer any of their fucking questions. And Frank, uh, Mel- and they've, they've kind of denied her legal counsel. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I, I highly recommend watching it. But when he turns up uh, in that scene, it's it's been 40 minutes of just shouting at the television, like, walk away. You do not need to be there. Mm. Walk away. And he turns up and he lets loose in a, in a three-minute uh, tirade. Oh, so good. Yeah. So, so good. <laughs> it's the most magic, magic part of TV I've seen all year is uh, Fred Melamed unleashing on the fbi <laughs> it's so good um the one of the fbi agents is played by colin hanks um and uh <laughs> he cops an earful from this guy oh so so good can't recommend it enough um you can just watch the clip on youtube it's so good actors, um, actors my favorite. just love reading those scripts and just thinking oh i can oh I can it's go so as, good i can go as big as i like here <laughs> he he is um I didn't know who he was before. He was just like that character actor. I've seen him play father or teacher parts um, previously. Um, But yeah, now every time he turns up, I'm just like, you know, call him a lying cocksucker. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) So good. Can't recommend it enough. American American Crime Story Impeachment. So good. Anthology season. Can't wait to see what they do next. All right. Good stuff. So a couple more to go now. My... um, uh, I'll talk a little bit another one that I watched this year, um, Stranger Things. Um, oh, who hasn't? Is again, so, well, uh, funny you say that because I... <laughs> so we never got on board. It passed us... Oh, get out. Part, no, I should, you know, it passed us by when it first um, oh my God. came out. And so with the... I was, I was telling everyone to watch that. I watched the first episode of the first season, like the day it dropped. And I was like, hey, everyone needs to watch this. <laughs> Well, we didn't. Um, you suck. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> so we, yeah, a little bit, little bit behind. We, so we, yeah, the, with the buzz around season four, uh, we um, picked it up and, yeah, um, started watching that. Yeah, got hooked, got through the first two seasons um, very, very swiftly. Um, I, yeah, and then I, I just, I faded in the third season. I just i could not could not get could not get into it and okay. um i mean it was it felt a little bit i don't know if it's just being a bit flanderized um all the flanderized you know, all the characters <laughs> uh just up, like kind of became caricature versions of themselves or just the way that they kind of grew up the kids you know you got to make it you got to make yeah. choices about how you grow up kids when you're when when they start young in a tv show and i yeah. could just i never and I never they, did. Ge- they started very young. yeah i never gelled with the third season so never even wound up watching the fourth actually my wife watched it she carried it through but um i dropped it at the end of the third one and two um amazing some of the best some of the best yeah. tv i've i've watched in a while um yeah completely uh can see why it, why it became so big just that return to classical um classical screen storytelling values um yeah spielberg-esque spielberg-esque um, yeah yeah 
Well, uh, uh, Stranger Things did make my list, uh, my extended TV list. Uh, so I, I, I'm fully on board. Um, the uh, the Duffer Brothers are um, amazing uh, storytellers. They clearly have a, a story to tell. Um, I think we've got one more season of Stranger Things um, coming, um, and then they've, they're calling it a day. Um, and I, 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 I'm certainly not going to jump on the bandwagon to say, give me Stranger Things forever. Um, Duffer Brothers aren't allowed to do anything else. No, what I would prefer is finish Stranger Things. Tell me a tell me a story that has a, a, a conclusion that I can live with, um, and then go on to make other things. Give me new stories. Give me new takes on on your unique vision. So uh, I'm I'm very excited to see what they have. Did next, you um, did you like season three and season four? Uh, I did like season three. Um, I thought um, I think. I think when I've watched all of them at least once now, um, I think I've seen season two and one and two twice all the way through. Um, season three I liked. Um, I liked that they, they did a mall thing. I, I liked that it was, you know, the Russians, you know, small town American uh, Russians are invading plot line. That's very 80s. Um, I, I love the Miami Vice shirts um, that... Um, Harper, uh, Hopper wears. Yeah. Um, I love the flesh monster. Um, you know, driving down the highway with the flesh monster chasing them, singing, turn around. Um, <laughs> from never ending story. There's there's lots of surreal moments in that show. Um, but I did I, I did like season four, um, and we we watched that as, as just as soon as we could. We consumed that as as fast as we could mm. when we when we got when it dropped. So yeah, it did did very much enjoy season four okay um it would definitely be one of my it definitely be one of my favorite shows of all time uh, i am a bit of a fan of stephen king uh so i love all the the, the king-esque tropes yeah. I, I love i love it all it's 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 phenomenal yeah. and and i like i said earlier i can't wait for the duffer brothers to to do something new I, I can't wait to see what they they come out with next um very excited to see what they do all right so what, yeah that, what else you got Craig? My, my last my last pick my last pick um is uh fossey verdon um which is the um the 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 tale of bob fossey and uh uh joan verdon i think her name is um gwen verdon um american uh broadway royalty the pair of them they were both choreographers um and stage performers um uh and he went on to direct a few films himself won an oscar for best director he did um all that jazz, um, the greatest showman, and um, uh, the one set in Berlin, um, cabaret. Oh, um, so yeah. yeah, so between them, there um, between, and then she, and it's their story. They were a couple, and he was an absolute dirtbag. Stars uh, Sam Rockwell as Bob Fosse and Michelle Williams as Gwen Verdon. Um, it's a, it's a tv series there's there's nine or so episodes and it tells tells the story of their life together um and he's an absolute shitbag um seemingly slept with everybody on broadway um and 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 just her along suffering along the way um and how they never worked as well as they did when they were a team um Mm. just this creative powerhouse couple um uh, that you know we're toxic for one another 
uh, well, he was toxic for her. Uh, she comes off as a saint, um, but yeah, he he died of a heart attack um, in the in the early eighties. Um, so yeah, absolutely phenomenal show. Um, could not get enough of it. Once we started watching, couldn't stop watching. Um, my wife won't stop going on about how she tried to get me to watch it in two thousand and nineteen, and I wasn't having a bar of it. Um, <laughs> I almost regret watching it now because it's given her something to crow about. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she wasn't wrong. <laughs> so it's 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 hard when you're right. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I should know. I'm often right. But um, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's it's really really good. Highly recommend. Oh, um, cool. Not the kind of thing that I think people would ordinarily gravitate to if they if they didn't know what it was or they weren't they weren't plugged into that kind of side of showbiz um yeah. you might not or you might not know bob fossey and gwent verdon as names but yeah. you should um they were immensely talented um people um and uh, between them they are responsible for a lot of pop culture and many many cultural touchstones from that period of time and, um, and i would watch and, sam rockwell reading the phone book he's just mate phenomenal. friend of the podcast sam rockwell yeah, um he is i don't get me wrong both of them michelle williams and sam rockwell both of them like career defining performances in this show sam rockwell um is absolutely magnetic he mm. is so fucking good i hate him so much mm. he is so talented um he is so so good and by hate i mean love he is he is absolutely phenomenal in this and um it should have been all i needed to watch this is the fact that sam rockwell was in this um, and i i feel i feel bad for just not watching it for the fact that it had sam rockwell in it i'm um, so but I'm yeah so, i'm so glad that that they managed to get him into galaxy quest if they if they tried to, if you tried to get sam rockwell into galaxy quest now He's obviously he's carved that niche as that that broken dirtbag kind of guy. Um, you would oh, just yeah. never fit the, the role that he plays in Galaxy Quest, but he's so incredibly good at it. I really hope he, he goes like he do, just goes back to comedy. Just decides he's he's had enough of playing dirtbags and, and goes because he's so funny, so so funny. Um, he's so so funny. Yeah, I think I think the um I think he is like he's a bit. Um, he's either going to be he's a bit uh, Hugh Grant right so Hugh Grant plays foppy Englishman in love um, yeah. in his early films like he plays that same character in all of those films um, uh, f- uh, from Four Weddings and a Funeral on until you get to Bridget Jones and then he then he has this turnaround where he plays this sleazeball um, and Hugh Grant's sleazeball is, is possibly some of the most fun fun on screen um, characterizations mm. you'll ever get is mm. uh, Hugh Grant sleazeball, um, but Sam Rockwell dirtbag is is fun. But Sam Rockwell comedy, oh, I love Sam Rockwell. Uh, but he plays he definitely plays dirtbag in this. Uh, well, dirtbag doesn't even begin to describe it. Like he is the personification of douchebag. He yeah. is just he is just just awful, and he is awful. Just watching him be awful on stage on screen is. Um, not only is it delicious, but you you, you kind of want to slap him like he's that kind of dirtbag. Yeah, right. Um, but that's not to underplay Michelle Williams in this. Michelle Williams in this is is phenomenal. She is so good, and um, it's made me go and look up clips of the real Gwen Verdon to see because she does a voice affectation, which is 
which is pretty close to the real 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 mm. life person so yeah it won a bunch of i think it won awards when it came out but it's 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 on disney plus mm. um it's it's phenomenal can't recommend it enough if you haven't watched it go pick it up go and watch it i think it's the kind of thing that you and um caitlin w- will enjoy okay yeah um hey so my last one um i i actually the only other full thing that i could that i could remember watching i've already talked about on this podcast which is power of the dog which we talked about in our um uh our uh, uh, oscars podcast you get a sense of how much more um time craig has to watch things in his week <laughs> than i do i don't um, have kids so my my last i'm going to fill my last slot with with two um and it's, it's two things that i watched half of um on a sick day um i couldn't get through either of them uh it's dunkirk, <laughs> dunkirk oh my gosh yes um and the irishman okay so clearly you're working your way through the netflix back uh back catalog uh, yeah i am working my way through the netflix i was working my way through the netflix back catalog looking around for looking around for something to fill fill a few hours on a sick day and um <laughs> yeah i thought i thought dunkirk dunkirk seemed like it had a pretty reliable pedigree um pretty well um you know well well thought of well respected um got yeah got about halfway through think so i lasted a good little while it lasted maybe i watched it for maybe 45 minutes i actually i I must confess confess i'm an ignoramus i knew jack shit about dunkirk um the historical event before going into that movie um and i actually so yeah hold on just just making sure i've I've got this right dunkirk is the um christopher nolan film yeah right the uh, yeah extraction extraction of uh, hundreds of thousands of soldiers from 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 dunkirk yes yes British, yes. mostly british um soldiers i don't know if they tried to extract any of the other allied soldiers the french or whatever but if they hadn't if okay they could, if they couldn't get them off the beach they were all going to be captured basically the entire british infantry was going to be captured yes um, it's and, and, it's and the largest was... evacuation military evacuation in in modern history yeah i've um, since watched a watched a war documentary about it and it's it's incredible but I, I, yeah, I did feel like I got more yes. out of the war documentary than I did out of the Christopher Nolan movie. Um, yes, and it's it stars everyone. So everyone who's vaguely anyone um, is in this in some small mm. part, it feels like. you've got uh, This has got Tom Hardy in yet another Tom Hardy film uh, where his face is covered um, or he's doing a silly voice. Mm. Um, and, and, and he plays the, the fighter pilot. Mm. Um, yeah I, I i would watch a whole movie of tom hardy playing a fighter pilot um, exactly like this movie do, have, do, have you seen dunkirk i have yes yeah. yes All of it, it's a presumably. it's a great movie it's 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 <laughs> <laughs> i i do like tom hardy um tom hardy is usually the best thing about anything tom hardy is in um and uh he's he's particularly good in this he's 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 um he's great he plays one of the spitfire pilots yeah the part i presume he's he's out of the plane at one point i didn't get to the the whole part that i watched he was just sitting in the plane flying around that's right flying around just being tom hardy didn't get much of of a sense of his acting range (laughs) but that's that's tom hardy for you like um yeah i like this um yeah so this dunkirk is so dunkirk's one of the two that you're talking about right because we started off talking about power of the dog 
Yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I won't talk about Power of the Dog because we talked about it when we did the Oscars podcast. Um, but I, I, right, I, right. I yeah, wanted to mention Dunkirk. Did you then, like Power of the Dog? Uh, oh yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's a from memory. It's a it's a hard one to say you enjoyed, and it's not necessarily one you're going to go and yeah. And did you yeah? Do you, do you have it's a beautiful? Yeah, it's it's very beautiful, and um, it's haunting, and the cinematography is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I, I what think, about I the think, Irishman? Did you like the Irishman? I, think I found a few things in the story of Power of the Dog a little bit annoying. Um, the Irishman. So again, I got halfway through the Irishman, and to be fair, the Irishman is fucking massive. It's so long. Um, I might not have yeah. started if, if I'd known it was quite. It was quite so long. I think I got a good hour. It's and a big half movie. Through yeah. the Irishman, and then realised I still had about another hour and a half to go. Yeah, Bobby De Niro, Al Pacino, like, and then um, uh, what's his name? The the sawn off shotgun of a guy um who came out of retirement for this film yeah um joe pesci Joe Pesci. um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um reunited with uh scorsese um so basically it's it's goodfellas part two yeah with an irishman instead yeah. yep and everyone's everyone in it's amazing the everything about it was um well oh i don't know was it, it though left me a bit cold <laughs> yeah it's 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 an interesting film uh i watched it with amy and she she did not enjoy the irishman um and she had the same problem with it that i did which was like why why not cast younger versions of those those actors like everyone like you can you can almost you almost cut your teeth in hollywood by doing an impersonation of al pacino Mm. or um bobby de niro uh, so surely, you know, you cast a young actor who can pass as a young Bobby De Niro, or cast a young actor who can pass as a young Al Pacino, um, and and let them loose with their best Bobby De Niro Al Pacino impersonation. Um, I, I read I read the sequel to Heat this year, um, the the movie Heat. There's a sequel in a book form, and even the the voice actor that who's doing the the the, the audio book does an Al Pacino Bobby De Niro impersonation. Um, that's not terrible um uh but yeah at the same time like you know why bother de-aging them like cast yeah. them as the old people sure yeah but yeah um 100 uh yeah both both excellent films so there you go all right hey that, what else did you all... have anything else to add no 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 that's yeah that's that's pretty much that's pretty much all i wanted to cover um, well yeah some really good some good... i had I had at least another ten films. I'm just going to read through the other. I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm just going to say here are the other things that I, I that made the list. Um, so um, uh, for films, I said Wakanda Forever because they, they lost their main actor and they had to somehow or other continue uh, that that film franchise because you know it's Marvel. The show must go on. Uh, but I thought they did a really good job. Um, the guardians of the galaxy holiday special because it's christmas time so we watched that which is on uh disney plus which was actually as just as uh holiday specials come and go a lot of fun uh feud uh the sandman on netflix was excellent we enjoyed that i enjoyed the first half of that more than the second uh slow horses bad sisters mythic quest severance all of those are on the apple tv platform slow um bad sisters in particular was excellent um Dharma on Netflix was uh, some of the creepiest television that, that um, I think I've ever seen. Uh, Stranger Things, uh, Peacemaker, which is the uh, James Gunn uh, DC TV show, uh, was was excellent. 
um, and then uh, I watched all four um, based on a podcast, real life scumbag uh, scandal filled films uh, or TV shows, which was The Dropout, um, We Crashed, Dope Sick, and Inventing Anna. Uh, all of those were were excellent. Um, those were all those were all the TV shows I've watched this year. <laughs> clearly, clearly have nothing better to do with my time. <laughs> I and was, then I was to thinking round it hobby, out, Craig, but you, we're doing your hobby. <laughs> and then to round it out, I, st- I had a list of things that I was probably going to see before the year's end because it's currently <laughs> early-ish in December. <laughs> but they're all films. Um, but yeah, it was Glass Onion, The Fableman's Elvis, Triangle of Sadness, Banshees of Inishirin. She said Avatar... Um, I, I can't say it properly now. Avatar 2. Um, and then uh, The Woman King and All Quiet on the Western we're, we're probably the things i'd pick up before the end of the year banshees of inner oh. is that the martin mcdonough one yeah with colin farrell colin is farrell, that yeah. is that the one we're t- yeah yeah that, um, we're quite keen on seeing that it's gonna be worth a watch yeah and i was really keen on elvis um which is uh old what's his name uh who did um, yeah baz lerman baz lerman thank yeah. you um and then the fablemans which is the um the steven spielberg autobiographical pick of himself so yeah um, yeah i'm really keen on that um triangle of sadness is um rich people being rich people uh, it's kind of like rich people meets uh, lord of the flies um but that the trailer alone has me wanting to watch that it's got, um, that that looks fantastic avatar 2 um uh, I, I don't know if you I don't know how you feel about the original Avatar, but I mean, obviously it was one of the biggest grossing films of all time. And I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm a huge James Cameron fan. Um, so I, I'm interested to see if Avatar 2 is, is, is stands up at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Avatar is probably a good one for the podcast, to be fair, because um, I don't think it's aged well. So, oh, the, I mean, it looked magnificent. The story was just so derivative. It was so... Was the story had been done at least twice before and arguably better. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's and it's a white savior. Even though it's not, even though it's not a white savior, it's a blue savior. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and all quiet on the Western Front. That's on Netflix as well, which is a, a remake of the original um, anti-war film, or the the arguably the greatest anti-war film of all time. Yeah. All quiet sure. on the Western Front. There you go. So All not right. exactly five, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, uh, thanks everyone for listening um, and for listening to us throughout the year. We'll be, we'll be back with some fresh uh, verging on greatness episodes in 2023. Yeah. Um, 2023. 2023. And, and we might, Mike's talked a little bit about, um, and we've talked about it uh, and maybe I shouldn't bring it up here, but um we're 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 thinking of toying around with a it can't be made today take on a few films as well which i think is interesting we should yeah we should have a we should have a talk about that yeah we've got some format ideas to uh to to toss around and maybe try maybe try out um try something a little bit different um we've done yeah we've done a lot of these a lot of uh, a lot of episodes now so yeah just want to keep things keep things fresh um fresh so yeah, if there's look, if there's a movie on our list that you've heard about, the, or that you've listened to, and that you've talked to someone about, or you think, hey, that'd be you know that'd be interesting. Feel free to share this 
uh, you know, share Put this, us up share on this the socials, around, yeah. Put us up on the socials, and um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll see you see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Hi, this is Mike. Craig has kindly agreed to let me tack this little extra onto the end of this because I made a, a horrible mistake. I realized there was a movie that I really missed out on that I should have included. I'd forgotten about it and I woke up in the middle of the night after we recorded it, literally. And I thought, ah, how can I forget that movie? Got in touch with Craig and he's, he's agreed to let me tack this on the end. The movie is uh, Metal Lords uh, from this year. Um, it came out, yeah, it came out middle of the year. Oh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's written by D.B. Weiss um, of Game of Thrones fame, and as the name suggests, it's about um, two guys trying to put together a heavy metal band. Um, it's kind of, it's hard not to compare it to, like, Wayne's World and Bill and Ted. Um, just kind of reveals more about me and my age than, than about my cultural, cultural touchstones, but it's... Um, it doesn't actually strike that much of that sort of vibe. For one, the, the, the heavy metal is a lot heavier. Wayne's World and Bill and Ted present a, a what I would say is a bit of a, a bit of a sanitized poppy, poppy version of metal. Um, metal Lords, metal Lords is, is, is proper, fully committed to the, to the heavy metal vibe. Um, so if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're going to check it out, um, yeah, it's 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 proper metal, proper heavy, um, and it doesn't also doesn't do Wayne's World and Bill and Ted. You know, Wayne and Garth and Bill and Ted. They both, it's it's a it's a buddy type dynamic, or um, where you know they they're, they're both equally into it and both equally um, you know committed to the committed to the bit. Where the the two characters in Metal Lords, the dynamic is that is that one of them one of them is more committed to metal. And is always like as a culture and is always trying to get the other one the tension comes from him trying to drive the other one um to um you know commit more to the to the lifestyle of of metal um which so it, it makes it kind of an interesting dynamic and i was thinking about why uh, like i couldn't think of other examples so it's a high school and it, it ends with the battle of the bands and all that sort of thing so it, has pretty typical beats for that style of that style of movie but i was trying to think of another scenario where you you get that sort of dynamic and it, it struck me that it's more of a more of something in, in high school type mode anyway that you might associate more with movies about women characters with uh the heathers is the one that sprang to mind if you haven't listened to our episode on heathers check that out um where there there's a real there's a real pressure to to, to accept and adopt the lifestyle um, of the heather um, and and, the, and this so metal lords goes down that path and generates the tension that way and also through you know so one of them one of the uh, one of the rules of metal is that it's not for um, it's not for women which is silly um, but um, uh, obviously the one who is less metal in the in the duo, he meets a girl and the, the band, they're looking for a bass player. Um, one is a guitarist and a singer and the other is a drummer. They need a bass player and he meets a girl. She doesn't play the bass, but she does play the cello. Um, and as he's trying to convince the, the one who is more metal that um, he should let, they should let her join the band. And he says it's because it's, it's 
because cellos aren't metal, uh, but the 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 undertone is that it's because women aren't metal. Um. Anyway, so it's yeah, it's uh, I really enjoyed it. It's one that always it, it begs the question as well whether you have to be a fan of that culture to get that movie, and I, I wonder about this a lot with um, Galaxy Quest, one of my favourite movies. If you've heard us listen to a lot of this podcast before, you've heard me talk about this a lot. Uh, particularly in the Galaxy Quest episode. Um, and that's one where I, I don't feel like you have to be a fan of the subculture that Galaxy Quest uh, is riffing on um, to enjoy that movie. Uh, the, the, the performances are just so great. The writing is so great. Everything about that movie is fantastic. Um, I don't think you have to be a Star Trek fan to get it. Metal Lords, uh, if, I had to, if I had to pick, I am a big fan of heavy metal, um, so it was easy for me to like, but I would probably say you do need to be a, a fan of, of metal to like this movie. I don't know if it offers that much, other than a lot of really, really, what I consider really, really fantastic music. Um, the, the, the dynamic between the, between the two is fine, or between the trio, I should say, when you include the cellist. Um, there's a, a charming enough... Um, you know, uh, conflict that the uh, the character has where he's got the choice of, of sticking it out in the metal band with this ultra hardcore um, friend or um, yeah, he discovers that he can actually play he can play quite competently um, and, and easily well enough to, to be the drummer in a I guess a shitty covers band that you know uh, they they're, they're likable they can play college parties and he can get lots of girls and he's got this decision to make about you know going going down that road going down the easy path or or committing to metal and and really you know really owning that and making that committing to that lifestyle it's charming enough i don't know if there's enough to to say i wouldn't i couldn't say go out and watch it unless you're unless you're pretty into metal um uh, it's 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 enjoyable enough. The the thing I really I really got a kick out of though was hearing all of this wonderful um, music that I really love um, that I don't you don't normally get to hear in uh, you know movies on Netflix. So there it is. I'll wrap it up there. That's long enough. Um, thank you, Craig, for tacking this on. Craig um, may resist the urge to tack on something to my tack on, or he may not. That's that's a door I've opened for him now. Um, I will leave him to it, but I will bid you farewell. Um, and we'll see you next time.